Total Information AM Sunday continues. I'm Stuart McMillan. Drew, do you play that every week for this segment? The Presidential March? I try. I try. Okay, okay. Well, we're looking right and left with John Hancock and Michael Kelly. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, now. Morning, Stuart. What's going on, guys? So uh, the big story, of course, uh, and everybody's been calling the historic moment in our nation's 247 years, a federal indictment, uh, you know, revealing extraordinary uh, grave criminal counts facing the former Donald Trump. So what do we make all of this? Well, it's not a good day for the uh, former president. Uh, I think he's going to find himself in peril that he's not going to be able to get out of. He's trying to make this a political fight. But the reality is, is this is overclassified documents that he had nearly a year and a half to turn over. Uh, He was subpoenaed. Uh, They asked him. They worked with him to get it turned over. Uh, He continued to hide the football. He violated the law and had any of the three of us done what the former president had done. We'd be sitting in jail today. John, uh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, it's a pretty linear case. He had documents he wasn't authorized to have. They included the most sensitive, top secret documents that exist uh, in the federal government. He was asked for them back. He gave some back. He was asked for more back because they knew they didn't have everything. He gave some more back. Uh, They knew that they didn't have everything, so the federal government issued a subpoena for the documents. And during the course of this whole thing, as the indictment alleges, uh, Trump ordered the boxes of classified material to be moved around to various places, hidden from his own attorneys. Uh, Subsequently, they were not turned back, and that resulted in a search warrant executed on his property that found over 100 such documents still at Mar-a-Lago. And, you know, the the party line on this from Republicans is that, you know, this is a witch hunt. That's the Biden Justice Department going after Donald Trump. You know, the thing about witch hunts, Stuart, is sometimes you find a witch. And, you know, even if you assume that the Justice Department was going after Donald Trump, and if he was concerned that he was the victim of a witch hunt, then you have to ask yourself, why didn't he turn over those documents when asked for them? If he believed the federal government, the Biden Justice Department was coming after him, All he had to do was turn the documents over. Uh, He didn't do it. We don't know why he didn't do it. We'll probably never know why he didn't do it, but he didn't do it. And I think the uh, I think, you know, the claims in the uh, indictment are pretty simple. They're pretty straightforward and they're pretty damning. Well, we all know the uh, the most secret place in our homes to hide anything is the bathroom. I mean, that's where we need to put everything. Uh, That's the case here. We've seen pictures where there's a chandelier in there and they're putting all these boxes in there. Uh, It just seems like uh, there was no, uh, you know, thinking of getting in trouble. Do you think other presidents have done this where it just all of a sudden Trump just gets caught because everybody's watching him a little closer? Well, we know that other presidents have had classified documents. We know that Joe Biden did. We know that Mike Pence did at least. Uh, And they shouldn't have them. And perhaps all of this needs to cause us to review the way the president's going out the door and vice presidents going out the door uh, handle classified information. But in in both the case of Biden and Pence, they turned the documents over. Uh, I am convinced that if Donald Trump had turned the documents over, we wouldn't be here today. 
Uh, but we're here today, and it's it's disturbing for the country for a former president to be under a federal indictment. It's not good. Uh, Richard Nixon faced that same prospect in 1974, and he was pardoned by Gerald Ford, a pardon that was widely applauded at the time for sparing the country the grief of a former president being prosecuted. Uh, but in hindsight, it would have set up, established a precedent where this particular case we're dealing with today wouldn't be quite as historic as it surely is. Uh, Michael Kelly, I wanted to ask you about, uh, just we'll stay on the topic of pardons. Do you think Trump is going to be pardoned here? Oh, I think we're too far away from understanding that. I mean, we've got to get through Tuesday where the president gets arraigned. He's calling on his people to participate in some type of a rally. The last time he did that was January 6th. We saw what happened there. Uh, I think there's a lot of football to be played here. Um, the real uniqueness of this is that he's also running for president of the United States in the midst of this. Uh, and that becomes uh, far more problematic. So whether or not the president chooses, the current president chooses to pardon this president down the road or a future president uh, chooses to pardon this president down the road, I think we've, we've got some time and some politics to play. Trump appointed the judge that is working the documents case. Any problems with that? No, it's the way the process works. And, you know, this particular judge has had issues in the past. She's a fan of Donald Trump, but the law is the law. And I think she'll either have to recuse herself or hold herself to the standard of the law. And gosh knows there's going to be lots of cameras and eyeballs watching what she's up to. Yeah, I mean, this is the process that selected the judge. I mean, the government could move to replace her. That's kind of a long shot motion. And so I suspect she's going to be the judge that sits on this case. Now, it's going to be a jury trial, ultimately, probably a year away, if not more than from that case actually going to trial, which means that we will be well into the primary process. You know, if you look at the politics of this, Stuart, Donald Trump is likely to gain support in the short term and maybe the long term. And I think it's telling that his chief rivals, I'm going to set Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson aside because I don't think they have a chance. Uh, But the other candidates that believe they could be the alternative to Trump are not weighing in on this. And it's clear to me that that strategy must be that their only hope of getting the nomination is if somehow Donald Trump implodes and his support dissipates and one of them hopes to pick it up. Barring that, Donald Trump's going to be the Republican nominee for president. Yeah, he's almost guaranteed wall-to-wall coverage uh, from the news media from here until the election because of this as well. Yeah, why not? I mean, he's this is historic. We've never had a former president indicted. And so, yes, he's going to get the attention, like John says, that could be good for him in the short run. But in the long run, if you look at the polling, Stuart, there's just too many Republicans who find distaste and distrust of Donald Trump for him to win a general election against the president who's in unprecedented uh, unpopularity. I mean, this should be a good presidential cycle for the Republicans, yet they may nominate the one person who can't win. Yeah, and I, I, I want to underscore that because, you know, most elections of incumbent presidents are referendums on that incumbent president. And if this election turns out to be that, looking at the numbers, Joe Biden's going to lose. Uh, his only real hope that I can see is is a head-to-head matchup against Donald Trump where the election really won't be about Joe Biden's record. And that's regrettable if you're a Republican. 
The last comment here, we just got less than a minute. Uh, I did hear from CBS News and all their experts were talking on Friday night after the uh, the indictment was unsealed that if uh, a president does go to jail, uh, if he's elected president, he's still the president of the United States. I don't think there's anything that keeps him from being the president. No, it's yeah, shameful I mean, that we're having to go through this. It yeah. really is. <laughs> I mean, there's a contorted argument over the 14th Amendment, but I, I mean, I think those legal analysts are correct. Wow. That's incredible. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks so much. We'll see you, see you. See you on Fox 2. That's right. All right. All right. Thank you, Hancock and Kelly, for joining us here on Total Information AM Sunday. We've got news coming up next. Stay tuned for more.